This is the Pooja and Gurdip podcast from 98.1 CHFI Studios in Toronto, Canada. Hey Toronto, this is Ed Sheeran. This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Brian Adams. This is Adele. This is Madonna. It's Michael Bublé. And you're listening to the Pooja and Gurdip show. It's fun. They're amazing. Happy New Year. <sighs> it's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. A statute of limitations. It's kind of run out on the new year. Three days. Plenty. Three days. Happy New Year, I guess, is what you're going to be saying to your classmates, to your teachers, to your colleagues, to your boss, because it's probably the first time you've seen them in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying Happy New Year all of last week, but then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I've been saying Happy New Year probably since the middle of December because Wait, you're saying it early? Yeah, well because for a lot of us who were like going off on holidays or whatever you you didn't think you were going to see the people so you're like, "Oh, you know, like Merry Christmas, enjoy the holidays." Oh, and Happy New Year if I don't see you because chances are you didn't see a lot of people. That's so, a long greeting. I, I think it's all encompassed in just Happy Holidays. Oh. So three for one, it's like the Costco, it's three I, for one. I give you everything, all the things. I'm like, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. I Th- do it all. Thanks, Neo, giving me everything <laughs> tonight. Yes. I'm, so I, for me, I feel like this is the last week I'm going to go Happy New Year. And then after this... I'm putting it away till next year. You're putting December. it away on the shelf yeah. with Happy Holidays. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of uh, shelf space there. Look, I think the rule on Happy New Year is when you take down your Christmas tree, you oh. put away the Happy New Year with your Christmas decorations. But like, what does that have to do with the New Year? Eh, it's a symbolic. <laughs> you're putting you just, it. You just said you're putting it away. So when you put away your Christmas tree. Oh, okay. Well, my Christmas tree is still up. My Christmas lights are still up. Well, guess what then? Happy New Year, Pooch. <laughs> Happy New Year. From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja and Gurdip Podcast. It's a new year and maybe you're planning a wedding. And after the wedding comes the honeymoon, traditionally. Now, it's move over, honeymoon, and say hello to the buddy moon. The buddy moon. Yes, the buddy moon. So the idea here is that you invite your friends on your honeymoon because... Plural. Yes. Like not your bestie. You're bringing the crew. You're bringing the crew. All the people that have sort of supported you through your relationship, like why not just make it a sort of a party? Or if you've already had the wedding, like some people do a des- destination wedding. Yeah. You just keep the party going. Yeah, I was going to say this, the buddy moon basically just feels like a destination celebration. Yes. Right? Yes. Because if you do a destination wedding, you don't really need a buddy moon because you just sort of had one. You've mm-hmm. got a buddy and family moon. I love the idea of a buddy moon. Okay. And you said you've kind of done this? Pretty much. I mean, not explicitly. I have been invited on one of my best friend's honeymoons. Really? He did invite me. And um, was his wife okay with it? I'm really close with both of them. Oh, okay. Uh, and I didn't go because I felt, I'm like, I should probably let them have this one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't <laughs> I go. let them have this one. I should one. let them have this one. <laughs> but I have been on many trips, couples trips, where I've been the seventh wheel, the ninth wheel, the 11th wheel. You Insert any odd number. I've been that guy. <laughs> In fact, there was a trip, but it only works if you've got the right uh, sort of makeup of friends where you get along with both sides of the relationship and okay. everyone mingles with everyone. There was a moment, we went to Barbados, I think it was, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago. I did not even realize with all the trip planning, there was 11 people on the email thread. I didn't even stop and do the math like this is five couples and me. I just thought, oh, these are all my friends. Oh. And there was a moment, like the third night in Barbados, I don't even realize this is a couple's trip. We went to a, we went to <laughs> oh a, like a, a nightclub one night and we had like an area and all the couples just happened to be having a moment at the same time. And I'm looking around the booth and there's a couple canoodling and 
there's a couple canoodling. All five couples canoodling, and I'm going full circle, panning, like that 70s show, panning around the circle. And then I come back to myself, and I go, oh my gosh, it's five couples and me on this trip. That's how long it took you? Yeah, but isn't that a good sign? I mean, I guess. Maybe we have to work on you being a little more self-aware, but other than that, I mean, it's pretty good. You, you actually would be the ideal candidate. Like, I'd want to bring you on a buddy moon. Really? I, yeah, because you get along with my husband, Paul. Like, I, I do. I think it would be great. And here's the thing. As a couple, you have the rest of your lives, you at least hope, together. Yes. So, like, it doesn't have to be so exclusive that you have to be on a honeymoon with just your partner. Right. Unless you, like, never get to see your partner or something and that is your alone time. Yeah. I mean, why not? Travel is precious. You don't get that much vacation. It's finite. My only fear now, now that I'm really thinking about it, if you came on a buddy moon with us, Mm -hmm. I feel like you'd steal my husband. I feel like I wouldn't actually see him. I mean, we'd probably be like golfing and getting up to all kinds of hijinks and stuff. You'd be relaxing by the pool and you'd get a free pass. Yeah. Which is is more your speed. Sure. This is why I'll need more people on the buddy moon. Also, I've known you 15 years. Why have I not been invited on a trip (laughs) at this point? Because you wouldn't know whether you were or you weren't anyway. It's time to renew your vows. (laughs) The Pooja and Grenade Podcast. From 98.1 CHFI. So you know me. I like to hit the easy button when it pretty much comes to everything. And that includes working out. So Mm -hmm. you better believe for 2024 when I heard this is the hottest new exercise trend of 2024 when it said wall pilates i was like yes sign me up i can do this at home all i need is a wall how hard can it be are you sure it's easy because uh (laughs) i've done pilates once and it was extremely difficult okay that's what i've heard as well and i guess what happens is the wall replaces where you would normally have like a foot bar is that i think there's a bar normally in pilates Yeah. yeah so you get the resistance from the wall yeah right and so it's supposed to improve your strength your flexibility uh, but then it's not putting any stress on your joints so it's low impact okay and a lot of people say it's like the lazy girl exercise and i was like lazy girl that's me (laughs) have you okay have you ever done wall sits you ever use the wall for a workout I have. It's tough. Whilst it's not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. I feel like that would be the easiest move of wall Pilates. I think this I think this is going to be sneaky difficult if you actually try it. You think so? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, you know, you tap your foot against the wall. What? Maybe you do it, you knock three times, you know, like... It's, against the wall? <laughs> yeah. Have you, you haven't really gone too far down this road, have you? No, well, I've never done you, Pilates. You, so you I just don't... saw wall and you were like, great, I can lean against the wall. <laughs> yeah. And and I have one of those. I have plenty of them in my home. You're like, I have four of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think your core and your stabilizer muscles are going to be burning, screaming on fire about three minutes into your wall Pilates session. Really? Yep. Why do they call it the lazy girl exercise then? <laughs> Because <laughs> that, that part really got me. That's a great. I think it's lazy girl exercise. And also, wh- why isn't it just lazy person exercise? Like, can I not do it? Oh, you could. I want to be a lazy girl. Yeah, yeah. You can um, be a lazy girl too. I think it's just because you don't have to physically go to a gym. Like, you can do it in your office. Uh, I think it's the convenience of it. You could do this okay. on your break in your cubicle. You could do it at home. You don't have to go to a gym, I guess, is the lazy part of it. But mm-hmm. make no mistake, it's going to burn. <laughs> this is going to hurt. You're going to need some water. Okay, I will try it. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll let you know if I'm a, uh, you know, wall Pilates lazy girl. Yeah, I've, I'm looking up some of the movements right now online, Pooj. Like, how flexible are you? Because these look like, this one girl looks like a spider. Like, it's... um <laughs> Really? Yeah. This, this Can I ask you something, easy. too? Because I keep getting wall yoga coming up on my news it's feed. It's called Woga. Woga. Yeah. <laughs> and-
And the girls that are doing it are like ripped. Like, yeah. oh. to- so I'm, are, did, are, like, do you see pictures of the women doing I it? Mean, yeah, I mean, I'd like to be ripped. But do they fit- look like that? Because I'm like, I don't look like that. So I know I couldn't do those moves. Yet. <laughs> Give yet. yourself two weeks of woga <laughs> or, <laughs> or Walatis. Walatis. <laughs> Hashtag Walatis. <laughs> okay, now you all want to do Walatis. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there was a lot of football on in my household. A lot of NFL, and I don't know about all the dramatics, the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs. (laughs) What are you even talking about? (laughs) It was the final Sunday of the NFL regular season. Toronto's adopted team, I think it's fair to say, since we don't have a team, is the Buffalo Bills. Yes. There's a lot of Buffalo Bills fans. I'm partial Buffalo's to the Bills. Buffalo's got spirit. <laughs> I only know that because my husband is a huge fan, and he does right. that. He does some sort of chant. I don't know. That right. the Buffalo Has Bills he gone down to do. Bills games? Oh, yes. I okay. have too, actually. Oh, you have to. Yes. I have not been down, I'm embarrassed to say, to a Bills game. Uh, it's quite an experience down the there. The tailgating, the whole mm-hmm. thing. I've done one in uh, New York as well with the Jets. With the Jets, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jets, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to remind myself, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I'm kind of following, not really. I'm more like, into the other things. Were you that are like going shotgunning on. beer and well, you were I crushing was, cans on your head? I was like eating popcorn, just watching everybody else, you know? Okay. So let me ask you then were you into, because yesterday was everyone was tied to, are the Bills going to make it? Are they going to win? They ended up winning the division. They won the AFC East, which is great. Were you into it yesterday? Well, it's funny because football was on uh, in our household and it was all day. And at one point, Pollock really wanted me to get into it. He's like, you know, so you know what's going on, right? Like, <laughs> you understand how the game works. I know we've talked about it. And I'm like, yes, yes. And then he started testing me. He'd be like, okay, so second and, and eight, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, you know, they've got to make 10 yards. And he's like, but where's the line of scrimmage? And Like, <laughs> I don't, it was so silly. And I here I am being tested. But I guess he was just trying to, like, get me Get you, get you invested so that he's not watching alone I, and that yeah. you get something out of it too. I've, I've been that guy before too. But then it said like win and in in the corner of the screen and I'm like, ooh, if they win, are they in? He's like, yes, yeah, that's precisely. Win and you're in. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the whole thing. And, you think it's silly? And then he's like, I don't think we need to watch football together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can go in the other room. Go Bills. <laughs> this is the Pooja and Gurdjieff Podcast. I think we all indulged over the holidays mm-hmm. and while they're maybe not new year's resolutions we all know that you have to get back to reality at some point chocolate for breakfast is not ideal do we though can't we just keep it going <laughs> uh, you can um and it, like it may be die an early death it's up to you it's really it's your <laughs> it'll, choice it'll be totally worth it though in my opinion <laughs> if we're doing like bacon covered cho- chocolate covered bacon for breakfast oh okay well mm. here's the thing i always look to nutritionists and think about what do they eat because it's one thing like you know you you read about what's healthy what's not healthy but what is nutritionist actually eating and staying away from so you moved in with a nutritionist over the holidays <laughs> to do some primary research and What'd you learn? And, you know, look at the things I do, the sacrifices I make for this show. Uh, so according to nutritionists, there's a bunch of foods that you should avoid that they avoid. Like for minimize or straight up avoid? Avoid. Like just, it's not worth it. If you're going to indulge, indulge in different ways, not this way. So by avoid, you mean like don't eat that often? Uh, yeah. Keep to weekends? <laughs> I feel like you're missing the point. Right. Um, bacon. I knew that was coming, which is why I'm list. trying to, I'm trying to get in front of it. Cause yeah. I ain't giving up bacon like wholeheartedly. No. And you know, I, people love their bacon, but 68% of bacon's calories come from fat and half of which that 
of that fat is saturated. So each strip of bacon has 200 milligrams of sodium. And you know you're not stopping at one strip. You know you're not. You're going to have at least two. Two two strips is the... Yeah. All those numbers and things you said, all I heard was like the crackling of bacon. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, bacon. Mm, Yum. (laughs) Is it bad that even after everything you read, I'm like, man, I can't really go for some bacon. (laughs) I mean, it maybe just points to why we indulge. That's exactly why we do it. Um, Sprouts... Okay, that one, this one surprised me. That's surprising. So sprouts, like alfalfa sprouts, bean sprouts are supposed to be good for you. But this is specifically commercially grown bean sprouts because they're prone to bacterial contamination. I'm sorry. If I'm at a, like, okay, I don't buy sprouts. If I'm getting sprouts, it's if I'm like Uber Eatsing or I'm at a restaurant. Uber Eatsing? Uber Eatsing. It's a it's verb. A thing. It's a verb, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually attracted to dishes at a restaurant because I'm like, you know, if I'm getting a salad, ooh, it's got sprouts. I'm being extra healthy. That's where my brain goes. Mm. I've never once in my life thought to ask the waiter or waitress, excuse me. Are these sprouts commercially grown or farm to table? What's the situation here? Right. And also, we've got to work on things you're attracted to. That's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm just saying. May explain a few things. Uh, and it's finally, in the bio. <laughs> pretzels is on the list, which, you okay. know, you, like you figure they're not good for you, but uh, they have no fiber, no protein, no healthy fat. And it, the way this nutritionist describes it, that they imagine a bag of pretzel as the same thing as a big bag of jelly beans because that's how much sugar there is in it in terms of refined carbs. I did not know that that turns into sugar in your body. You said no fiber, no protein, no healthy fat, plenty of double corrugated cardboard because <laughs> that's pretty much what pretzels are made of, right? It's so true. The only time I crave and eat pretzels is at 30,000 feet with a glass of apple juice, which is also something I don't crave on flat ground. I Weird. don't know why. Taste buds mess everything up. Pretzels, Biscoff cookies are great everywhere, mm. but mostly pretzels and apple juice at 30,000 feet. You're like, um, excuse me, flight attendant, I'm attracted <laughs> <laughs> to those pretzels and apple juice? Do you mind giving me some? Also, do you have any commercially grown sprouts on board? <laughs> From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja Ingerdeep Podcast. Whoa! The Pooja Ingerdeep Podcast. How do I feel like you're judging the color of my tea right now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And a tea expert is, though, uh, basically... What you put in your tea, like how much milk you put in your tea and the Mm -hmm. shade it ends up, says something about you. So I ask you when you enjoy a cup of tea, and maybe you're having one right now, maybe look down, tell me what shade it is. Do you put in like one milk, two milk, three milk, or are you like black? Mostly milk. That's some people's Or just all milk. Yeah. A lot of people just touch the tea bag in and out. Yeah. And it's like mostly milk. I have a friend who does that. How do you take your tea? Generally black. Okay. All right, uh, producer Steph, black, black. Okay, so you're both under the black tea category. This is what it says about you. We're hardcore. Mm, if you like your tea black with no sugar or milk, you don't play by the rules. Mm, or Sounds about right. Yeah. Or that's at least what you want people to think. Uh-oh. Sounds about right. <laughs> they see the real me. I'm weak. It's possible you'd prefer to be a hipster that drinks black coffee, but that you actually hate coffee. No, I love well, okay, coffee. Okay, no, that's where they lost me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this says about you. <laughs> so wait, th- this is saying you're doing this to put on a show and that you don't actually enjoy it, essentially? Yeah. 
that you're just like, oh, I take black coffee because that's what like because that's hardcore. That's yeah, it's cool. hardcore. It's like so I don't need sugar. I don't need anything else. Just to show that we don't like coffee, because then that would make sense, right? Because I love coffee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love coffee. I just like how mean this is. Um, <laughs> okay, how do you how do you take your? So um, I would say that I put in about two two milks. Ooh, so that's very milky. I fall into bit beige. Bit beige is what mine is, and this is what it means. <laughs> bit beige okay unfortunately if you like your tea a bit beige there's not a lot about you as a person <laughs> you're wow. <a> bit beige. <laughs> you'll watch exactly one episode of your latest box set and be in bed by 9 p.m <laughs> well that's that's Pretty actually accurate because of this <laughs> how do you know me so well <laughs> that's yours is actually uh yeah. yeah and i don't know what this means possibly still eat the occasional turkey dinosaur for dinner and your favorite method of preparing potatoes is boiling Oh, so they're saying even you're eating it. Your you're eating boring. is not boring, though. What's wrong with boiling potatoes? Boring. Well, it's a little boring. I mean, it gets to a great mash. It's funny because I would describe you as a bit beige. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you match your tea? Is, is you, when you look down into your tea, is it like looking in a mirror? Pretty much. <laughs> I guess. Can I ask you what it says? Because I have a particular friend who, who, like, the cup is two-thirds milk. She touches the tea bag in and out for a second. I'm like, you're drinking... Like a glass of warm milk, basically. <laughs> what does it say about those people? Okay, so they're considered milky water people. Mm-hmm, and yes. It says if this is your jam, you probably just want to drink milk. This is good for calcium, but apparently it's not a good cup of tea. The scale simply says, don't be this person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening. The Pooja Ingridi Podcast from 98.1 CHFI. <laughs> Ah, the stress-inducing soundtrack to all of our childhoods. It really does bring back memories instantly and a lot, a lot of time wasted. Time wasted, anxiety. (laughs) Uh, This is a wild story. So Tetris, I didn't know this. I didn't realize Tetris had never been beaten by a human, like the original Tetris on Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. I'm talking about genuinely beating it. No Game Genie. Remember Game Genie? Yes. No Game Genie, no cheats, no codes, like actually beating it start to finish. Had never been done by a human. I don't even know what finish looks like. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. I think I made it to like level eight or nine once. Okay. And it got so fast that it's just like insane. You can't, you can barely move right. the lines That's and the right. little pieces that look like underwear. You can barely move them around before they. Pieces that look like underwear? Yeah, the three spot and one socks. Down. Yeah. The L. She knows. Yeah, socks and underwear. Why do you guys think of laundry when you play Tetris instead of blocks? So glad somebody backed me up there. (laughs) Okay. Sure. So it had been beaten once by AI. Okay. But for the first time, and you'd think it's like some 40 or 50 year old dude of our generation who's beaten it. Right. Or I shouldn't even say dude. Pardon me. Female. Because every female I knew was better at Tetris than. True. Man, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I, I, maybe it's the way we look at laundry. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm, not, just, I'm not going there. I think it's the organizing part of it, right? Like you have to be quick on organizing and stacking. Cause even when me and my daughter play it, we're awesome. My son plays it. He's okay at yeah, it. Yeah. Like the best it was, Tetris players were women. Always. I think it was just a really good game. It was designed very well. So it appealed to all. And the genders. other organizing game that women were better than men at Dr. Mario. Yes. Also, right? Yeah, same, the same pills. Kind of thing, the pills. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm losing the point here. Uh, it's been beat <laughs> by the first... It's not someone of our generation. It's a 13-year-old kid who goes by the gaming name Blue Scooty. Oh, yes. Blue Scooty. <laughs> scoot, scoot, scootin' to the finish line. 13 years old. His real name's Willis Gibson, and... 
Apparently, he practices three to five hours a day. Oh, wow. Practices. Which is wild, <laughs> which is sad and amazing at the same time. If I, if I told my parents <laughs> yeah. that I'm I was practicing dentures. three to five hours a day for what? I don't know. I practiced on my Game Boy, too, for three to five hours. <laughs> the difference is Blue Scooty's probably getting paid because yeah. now you get paid to be a good gamer. Yeah. And you know what? In fairness, like even my nephew, who's, who's a gamer... He's been saying it for years, like, you know, there's a potential here to have a career here. There's a potential to get paid. There's a potential to make money. So don't poo-poo gaming and practice, per se, because that's what he's been doing. Don't you wish we had that carrot to dangle over our parents' heads when we were playing as kids? I would have been a great YouTuber. (laughs) Go do your homework. I'm like, Mom, this could be my career. What? That never crossed my mind. This might buy you a house. (laughs) The crazy thing about Tetris is they knew, the creators knew this game was so hard, they didn't even like animate or create like a finish, like a congratulations, you've won, here's the princess or whatever, a trophy or whatever it is. <laughs> the game just... It's a laundry basket that you win, obviously. <laughs> you've, you've won the hamper. Uh, the game just glitches and freezes when you reach a certain point, which I think is 99,999 points. So there's actually video footage, you can Google it, of Blue Scooty playing. Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, no, because the game just freezes. They didn't code it past a certain point. So hitting the glitch is winning. So Blue Scooty waited his whole life, you know, all 13 all years, 13 years, three to five hours every day for that. Yeah. Wow. He could have at least learned how to do laundry. <laughs> Blue Scooty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pooja and Gurdip podcast. Listen to Pooja and Gurdip live weekday mornings from 5 to 9. Only on 98.1 CHFI. Toronto's perfect music mix.